Hi there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, Zach Willett. I'm kind of curious to hear Mm -hmm. how you have managed to prevent burnout other than your love of dark chocolate. <laughs> right. Dark chocolate is a help, but it is not. Uh, it will not heal you. It will only help you along the way. Yeah. So two answers come to mind. One, when I was a little tadpole chaplain um, in, my, in my internship, I was actually really hooked and emotionally sort of caught, not by the people, I should say not only by the people that I saw, but I got hooked by the people that I didn't get to see. So every day, my internship, for the time that I was going to be on my unit, I would get a list of, you know, a census, a list of all the people who were there. And some of the nurses and doctors would help me prioritize and be like on triage. They'd be like, this person could really use a visit. This person needs a visit, but they're at, you know, getting a CT scan, come back in an hour, that kind of stuff. And I couldn't, of course, see everybody. And at the end of the day, I would really be like emotionally and spiritually just feeling so stirred up that I hadn't been able to see these people. And so my wise supervisor, my, my, my trainer, my educator, my helper people helped me come up with this ritual of, and I had to go really slow, Andrea, through the list and take a deep breath with every name of the person I saw, hold them for just a second, and then whew, breathe them out. And then I'd go to the list of people that I didn't see. Same thing, every name, breathe it in, hold it for a second and breathe it out, reminding myself in the breathing out that these people are in much bigger hands than mine. I'm not their savior. I'm just their chaplain. I'm just an, someone who to accompany them along the way. But that was a really important way for me to avoid burnout. And I eventually, when I was no longer a tadpole chaplain, I got really efficient at that. And I could do a whole page in a single breath. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or your lung capacity just grew. Ooh, maybe both. I know, maybe both. <laughs> See, maybe I'm surprised because I thought you were going to talk about mm-hmm. the yoga that you do, the weightlifting, yeah, yeah. the sure. trekking. Yep. Is that oh. part of it as well? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, you've got to remind yourself that there's a bigger story than any one story, including your own story, right? That's why I like to trek, hiking a mountain. So climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, right? 19,340 feet, I think. And the tallest freestanding mountain in the world, if what I was told is accurate. It was a really big, it was five days up and back. It was an amazing experience. And the whole time I felt so small. And that's essential. We need, we need to feel small. Sometimes we can feel small because we're like up against huge problems and we feel small and it doesn't make us feel good. And sometimes we can be feeling small because we're like standing in front of the ocean or just standing in front of a tall building or standing in front of a beautiful piece of art and feel small. We need those experiences as a way of avoiding burnout. I often talk about singe out. So not full on burnout, but just when you get singed around the edges, you know, when you start to notice the joy of your work 
diminishing, when you laugh less, that's a sign that you're starting to get singed out. And that's a sign to go to someone you trust and be like, hey, I want to avoid burnout. Can you help? Because none of us can do it on our own. I said, I said there were two things I did for burnout. I'll try to make the second one shorter. I changed jobs, Andrea. I loved, I loved my job. But I knew it was not sustainable for me to do it anymore. And, and that was really hard because I got really, you know, as a son of a farmer, like I thought my job and my identity were the same thing. I had to learn to decouple those and to leave a job that I loved because I didn't want to get burned out. And I, I was proud that when I told people that I was leaving, they were shocked. And when I confided in some of them that I was worried that I was seeing some really warning signs of burnout, they were even more shocked. And I was super relieved because I was afraid they were going to say, yeah, we've been meaning to talk to you about that. <laughs> so it was good. A sign that I did at the right time. Well, thank you for sharing that. I think that's really important for young people to have that front of mind and not get to the point, whether it's through their studies and extracurriculars and the part-time or sometimes full-time jobs that they're trying to hold down, even before they get into the working world, yep. to try to carve out a little time so that they aren't, whether singed or burned, mm -hmm. to the point that they're not able to be their best selves. Yeah, it's so true. Like We, we live in a culture where we sort of, Brene Brown writes about this, we wear our exhaustion like a status symbol. And that is so wrongheaded. It doesn't help us. It doesn't help one another. It doesn't help us be a beloved community like MLK called us to be, right? Like we need to be nurturing one another. There's a great Instagram account called the NAP Ministry, like take a nap, N-A-P, the NAP Ministry. And the woman who runs it, she calls herself the Bishop of NAP. I've not met her, but I so admire what she's doing because she's reminding us how essential it is to rest and that it's countercultural to rest. And it's actually anti-white supremacy to rest. And it's all these things. She's really doing such good work, helping us pay attention to the call for rest. We are better when we go back into work rested. We are better when we go into our non-work lives rested. I can't say enough about it. There's another book I'd recommend called Why We Sleep. It's 20 years of sleep research condensed into one pretty thick book. It's really compelling about taking care of our bodies with rest. Definitely. There is also an episode of Time for Coffee. It's an interview that I did with a psychologist and with somebody who helps people prepare for taking standardized tests. And Dr. Bill Sticksrud is the psychologist, and he talks about the research that is out there that documents how even missing one night of sleep. So for those of you who pull all-nighters, it's equivalent to drunk driving. Yeah. That is how messed up your brain gets. So I completely agree with you that it is so important whether to take cat naps or a nap or just go to bed an hour earlier. Yeah. And just because we can bounce back from those things doesn't mean we should. <laughs> they still come at a cost. We may not see the cost for a while, but those all-nighters come at a cost. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. 
Thanks so much.